My name is Pete McCall, and welcome to episode 46 of All About Fitness. On this episode, I'm simply doing a quick fit tip on the different components of exercise, and more importantly, why you should make sure to include flexibility or mobility training into your regular exercise program. The first component of exercise is strength training or resistance training. It's, it's often synonymous. It depends on how you approach it. A number of my previous podcasts with guests like Brett Jones, Dan John, Nick Tuminello, Artemis Scandalides, and Jen Sinkler, and Dave Delanave, can't forget Dave, a number of my previous podcasts have really focused on the benefits of strength training, specifically how the right type of strength training program can help you maintain your youth and you know, reduce the effects of the biological aging process. So I'm not really going to go into detail about strength training now. You can just check back with previous episodes of All About Fitness to identify the role that strength training should be playing in your exercise program. Cardio training, well, that's actually the, the wrong name for it because you know when you think of it, cardiorespiratory, which is what cardio training is short for, most often people say cardio training for fat burning. Well, it can do that. But really, when you, when you talk about cardiorespiratory, what comes to mind, or at least what comes to my mind, and most most people you know at my, at my level of fitness educators, when we hear cardiorespiratory, I really think, you know, are you breathing? Because <laughs> really, that's what cardiorespiratory means. It means oxygen coming into the body. You know, oxygen comes in via the mouth and into the lungs, then is pumped to the rest of the body to be used by the heart. So right now, you're doing cardio. You are actually doing cardio. I don't, I don't know if you're exercising, sitting, standing, or falling asleep, whichever, but if you're breathing, guess what? You're doing cardio. When it comes to exercise, it's much more appropriate to talk about energy system development. That's what a group called EXOS calls it. They call it energy system development. That's because we have three different ways that our body produces energy, or body, a more appropriate way is we have three different ways that our body converts the food that you take in, specifically like carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, those are the primary substrates that you eat, and that's a whole different thing for nutrition. So when we consume protein, carbohydrates, or fats, our body will either use that to do certain functions or store it for energy at a later date. Protein is used primarily to repair damaged muscle tissue and a whole bunch of other functions. It can be used for energy, but only in extreme cases, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. But when we look at the primary substrates for, for exercise, we really rely on fats and carbohydrates. We use fats in our long-term energy system. A long-term energy system is also called mitochondrial respiration. The mitochondria are those old parts of the cell that use oxygen, and they use free fatty acids to help produce ATP. So that's one of the energy pathways. Another energy pathway is from the breakdown of carbohydrates, or what's commonly called glycolysis. Because when carbohydrates enter your body, they get converted into glucose in the bloodstream, or they get stored as glycogen in either the liver or the muscle tissue. So when, when we convert carbohydrate into ATP, and ATP stands for adenosine triphosphate. That's the chemical that actually fuels muscle activity. So when you do, when you get up from a standing position, you're using ATP to fuel those muscle contractions. Anyway, glycogen can be converted into ATP one of two ways, either with or without oxygen. We have aerobic glycolysis and anaerobic glycolysis. Now I'm going to go into some of that stuff in a much more detailed podcast later on. I'm just kind of giving you an overview. And then finally, we have immediate energy system, which is stored ATP or creatine monophosphate in the muscle. So our three primary energy pathways are aerobic respiration or mitochondrial respiration. That's for long term. We have intermediate, which is, you know, lasts 
up to about three minutes or so, depending on training. And intermediate energy pathway is a breakdown of, of glycolysis, you know, aerobic or anaerobic. And then finally, we have immediate, which lasts, you know, 10, 15 seconds or less. That's used for explosive, for explosive activities. Now, here's the kicker. People think that that exercise, you know, exercise is a good thing. And, and, you know, we tend to do things in America, if a little bit is good, then a lot more must be better. But here's some really interesting research. What they're starting to see is that people that do too much aerobic exercise, like the ultra-endurance athletes, the ultra-distance you know, distance runners, the people running 50, 75, 100 miles, or even the Ironman, Ironman triathletes, the perception is that these athletes are super healthy, but in reality, they're putting a lot of stress on their body that may be a cause of early mortality. Now, I don't mean to alarm you if, if you're a fan of that, but it is something to pay attention to. Because that is, when you do 75, if you do a 75-mile run, that's a tremendous amount of stress on the heart, a tremendous amount of stress on the systems of the body. With proper training, your body can do incredible things, but if you don't absolutely need to do it, there's no, no reason to. And, and really, the data is starting to show that, that people that do too much aerobic endurance training really could be taking you know, time off their lifespan. You know, I think it's kind of ironic that Jim Fix, who wrote The Joy of Running, died of a heart attack. Ed Burke, Edmund Burke, who was one of the um, early pioneers of heart rate training, died of a heart attack. Just this past year, we had Bob Harper from The Biggest Loser have a heart attack. Thankfully, he didn't, he didn't die, but it just goes to show that, yes, some exercise is good for you, but too much of it can be bad. So anyway, on to the third component of exercise. And the third component is often the most overlooked, and, and quite often, to be frank, often the most can be misunderstood, and that's flexibility. Now, it's really important to consider that flexibility refers to the joint structure. The joint structures in your body are designed to either kind of provide stability or allow mobility. So the joint structure itself is flexible, meaning it can go through a range of motion. Now, the muscle tissue, and there's two types of tissue. You have the contractile element, which is responsible for generating force. And then you have the fascia, which wraps around every single individual muscle fiber. So the contractile element are those muscle fibers, individual muscle fibers. When they slide against one another, fueled by ATP, they generate a force which moves our body, and specifically that moves the bone through a joint range of motion. Now, you have the muscle generating the force, and then you have the fascia around every single individual muscle fiber. And those two tissues work together to create movement. Muscle generates force, fascia directs the force of where it, go, of where it goes. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about, about fascia, I wrote a great article for the American Council on Exercise a few years ago. I have a link down in the show notes, so you can check down there and read a little bit more about fascia and, and why we should pay attention to it with exercise. But when it comes to flexibility training, or when it comes to exercise programs, a lot of people will favor strength training or favor energy system or aerobic endurance training at the expense of flexibility training. But flexibility is really an important integral part of exercise. Now, this doesn't just mean sitting there and stretching. You know, that can be a good way to, to, to cool down at the end of a workout. You do static stretching. That's what we normally tend to think of as, as stretching or flexibility. But it's really important to note that anytime you're moving, anytime you're on your feet moving around, you're actually doing some sort of flexibility training. Because when you move, if you're doing a squat, the muscles are working to take your ankle, knee, and hip joints through a full range of motion. If you're doing push-ups, same thing with the elbows and shoulders and wrists. Your bodies are going through, your mu muscles and joints are going through a full range of motion. So if you do body weight training or if you do full body compound movements, kettlebell swings, barbell exercises, 
some of the stuff that I've talked about with previous guests, you are doing a form of flexibility training. But it is also important to do tissue, you know, to do some tissue release as well. And by that, I mean releasing the myofascial tissue. And, you know, when you do cardio training or if you do your aerobic training or your endurance training or your energy system training, you are. When you're running, you're taking your hips and your knees and your ankles through various ranges of motion. Your shoulders are going through a range of motion. But when you run, you run in a linear, straightforward line. You're not moving side to side. And, and even though some joints are rotating, you're not moving in a rotational fashion. And it's important to realize that a lot of the tissue in your body is at oblique angles. It's at, it's, we don't really have many, you know, many muscles that are, have direct lines in our body. They're, they're all at various angles. So when we stretch or we do mobility training, it's important to go in various angles and do rotational movements. Now, if you want to, you know, kind of cut to the chase and get the best flexibility training, in my opinion, is doing yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong, doing some sort of regular martial art, you know, like Kempo, Taekwondo is also a great form of flexibility training because you have to move through so many dynamic ranges of motion. But the important thing that I want you to realize, and the purpose of this quick fit tip is that all those, those components of exercise are important. And flexibility is especially important, stretching on a regular basis. And I don't mean just holding the tissue, but just moving, getting up and moving. Now, here's an important analogy, and, and I'll wrap up with this. What happens if you put a car in your backyard? Yeah, I know some of you may not live in a backyard. Heck, some of you might not even drive cars. But what happens, you know, for, say you put a car in your backyard and you don't take care of it. You just let it sit there. You know, you have all the oil will, will drain to the bottom of the engine and, and the engine won't work properly. You know, the gasoline will break down and start decomposing. The rubber tires will start decomposing. The sun could oxidize the paint. The paint will be damaged. You know, depending on where you live, it could start rusting. The point is, if you leave a car in your backyard, let it sit there, it's going to eventually fall apart. Well, your body's kind of the same way. Meaning that if you, you know, use your, you know, if you don't use your body, if you sit there most of the day, your body's going to fall apart. Your body is designed to move. Your body is designed to move in all directions. Your body can do things like run. You know, I'm not saying run often because, you know, like I said, evidence is suggesting that too much running could be actually be bad for you. We need to lift heavy stuff, but that shouldn't be the only thing you lift. We should also do body weight training, as I discussed with Jim Bathurst in a previous podcast. And then finally, we need to do some sort of flexibility training. We need to move our body. You know, if you have a car, if you, you know, I don't have one yet, but I eventually, you know, plan on buying a nice performance car. But if you have a nice performance car, you need to take care of it. If you take care of a car properly, you change the oil, you keep the tire pressure engaged, you rotate the tires. You check the brakes. You add the fluids. If you take care of a car properly, it'll last for years. There are cars that are built 80, 90, almost 100 years ago that are still running with proper care. Well, isn't that the average you know, human lifespan? Anywhere from 80 to 100 years? You know, the average lifespan is somewhere in the 70s, but you know, I'm going to push it. I'm going to go a little bit beyond average. I don't know about you, but I plan on going beyond average. So when you look at exercise, we have to look at all those components. And when it comes to flexibility... Flexibility training can be a very important component for how you maintain your youth throughout the, throughout the aging process. Because flexibility training is a lot like turning the engine over in your car. You want to run the engine for a little bit to keep, the, you know, to keep everything working, to keep everything lubricated. Flexibility or mobility training where you're moving through various ranges of motion, whether it's in a structured program like yoga or just doing your own body weight exercises, flexi the proper flexibility program 
can really help you add years to your life and good quality years. You know, think about some of the older folks that you might know. You know, think of those ones that are really active. Maybe they do dancing. Maybe they do Tai Chi. Don't they just look healthier? Don't they look more vibrant compared to some of the older folks you know that don't really do much? Maybe their biggest activity is going from, you know, getting the TV guide and then sitting down and watching TV. And that literally describes my two sets of grandparents. I had one grandfather who was extremely active and he, you know, had a great quality of life. My other grandfather wasn't really that active and he, did, you know, I watched him deteriorate rather quickly. And that's when I started learning more about this. So today's quick fit tip is really try to think of your body like a performance automobile. You want to take proper care of it. And when it comes to exercise, you do want to do some strength training. You do want to do some energy system or aerobic endurance training. You could also do anaerobic interval training because that works as well. But you do not want to overlook flexibility training because flexibility training, stretching, mobility training, however you want to view it, can be the most important thing to help you move your body and help you maintain its optimal function throughout the lifespan. So that's it for the day. Make sure you get out and move on a regular basis. If you want to touch base with me, you can catch me at Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. My Twitter handle is at PeteMC underscore fitness. That's Twitter is PeteMC underscore fitness. And my Instagram tag is PeteMcCall underscore fitness. So hopefully you stay in touch with me that way. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a healthy and happy week. And I look forward to having you catch future episodes of All About Fitness.